Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. <laughs> it's time to swarm the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled! Corn Huskers? More like Corn Suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis located in a Nebraska desert. It's time for another Swarm the 402 podcast. We're circling back, got to check out our results from last week. Uh, some of us did better than others. Um, the wise guy, Jerry, uh, finished number one out of everyone with, uh, um, a, let's see, an eight and two record. So if you were gambling on Jerry's picks, you did okay. Um I followed in behind Jerry at seven and three, and then old Matty Ice, old Matt finished at five and five, <laughs> right at five hundred. So I mean, that's five hundred. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've seen ESPN analysts pick a hell of a lot worse than that. So Matt, I wouldn't be too ashamed of that. Slightly yeah. worse than Kirk Ferentz' overall record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's at about about six hundred now. So he's doing. He is. He's, he's doing pretty- better. I'm okay with Kirk. My conspiracy theory, though, is that since you guys lost, you brought in a ringer now bringing Russ on the podcast. So, yeah, we just got to want to welcome Russ here and Russell the Muscle coming to the the podcast. Welcome, sir. Part of the Nebraska Hawks Nest. Glad to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'll try my best. I'll try my best to keep up and. uh... Not to make Jerry look too bad with my picks this week. <laughs> Russ is modest. He's probably the greatest college college football mind out of all of us. So um, we've been we've been recruiting him for a long time. We're finally glad to get him on here. So he's going to class this show up a little bit. 
but it, it needs it a lot. So we're just going to do a recap here real quick. Um, Matt has uh, now new robotic eyes, just had surgery. He can actually see through all of our clothing right now. Um, it's called X-rated vision. X-rated I'm, vision. Matt, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I apologize. I don't. I don't think Russ is too bad, probably. But Jerry and I, I apologize. If, if that's if that's why Matt got surgery, I'm off the podcast. If that was his sole reason for it. So, so is there like laser capabilities with these uh, bionic uh, eyes now? So I haven't what? figured out the the laser capabilities yet, but it's uh it's pretty cool. I uh I had it done Monday uh afternoon and my dad drove me and my wife home. We both had it done uh Monday afternoon and then we were up at five AM Tuesday morning and I drove us back to really the the clinic and I could see fine. It was it's freaking crazy how awesome it is and how well it works and how quick it is now the four or five hours right after feels like your eyes are literally on fire which isn't fun they give you some stuff to knock you out and i had to take two so jerry you said you've had that before right <laughs> yeah I had it 20 years ago but it was well they worth had, it they had, they had lasik back then Yes, they did. That's been around a long they, time. It, they really. used, yeah, they used sharp stones, but uh, they still got the job done. <laughs> Carved hammer and yeah. 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 like yeah. on the Flintstones. Yeah, it was like the Flintstones. There was like a bird with a long beak that pecked along, and yeah. They Rusty. say they're to the hundredth power now, so it's really fine tuned. And I mean, yeah. if anybody's on the fence, I definitely recommend 20, it is not that hard to do. I, I went from twenty two fifty to twenty fifteen, so I I mean, if you got the money, I recommend it. So, but don't That's do the buy one get one free eye eye special. So I went yeah. to twenty fifteen as well, so I'm with you. All right. Russ, do you have bionic eyes as well, or are you all natural? I do. I had LASIK about twenty years with those sharp stones as well. All I, right. I, I, and I was 2012 and a half the next morning after having it. 2012 and a half. 2012 and a half, yeah. Wow. I didn't yeah. even know that was an option. I would have yeah, shot that, for that had I known you <laughs> that, that was the mark. You know, that bottom line on the, the eye chart or whatever, I could see that 15 miles away. Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They are bionic eyes. <laughs> I was I was waiting for Matt to like get all competitive and be like, well, I was twenty twelve and a quarter. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> no, I think I have eye envy now because I'm the only one with all natural eyes right now. They're like <laughs> sitting here all saggy and blurry, and you guys have these beautiful clear eyes now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Jerry got my reference there a little late. Uh, come on, Captain Conservative, <laughs> stay with us. All right, that's all right. Let's let's look at the standings, boys. Come at me all you want. All right. So, uh, what did it talk about too? Um, I was actually, uh, it was an early birthday present. I got to sit in, um, I was at the media com press box suites at Kinnick against Colorado state, uh, this last weekend, which is pretty awesome. Never got to sit up there before. And that was a different experience. And I'm sure most Hawkeye fans have not gotten to sit up there, which I hadn't. So I felt pretty lucky to be able to do so. So I recommend highly that if anyone's ever um, able to do it, um, you should jump on it. And they have draft beer within an arm's reach anywhere you look. And there's no lines for the bathrooms. And it's phenomenal. So make your uh, make your requisite uh, movie reference, Adam, for when you got up there and saw the view. 
I, uh, I, I felt like I was Rudy's dad walking into Notre Dame Stadium for the first time. And I looked at my <laughs> wife and I said, These, this is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. And then we took the field and I was like, oh, like we didn't look so great, but we got the win. That's all I care about. We all took a loss on the spread on that one, though. So um, I'll I'll move on. I was going to tell you guys, too. I don't know out of uh, you guys being in Iowa City, everyone listening to this is going to be like, okay, Adam, like we knew about that place 100 years ago. But um, it's jo- uh, Joe's place in Iowa City. I'd never been in there before. And um, down by the Ped Mall. Have you guys been there yet? Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. I don't it's think so, fun- no. It's a, it's a must stop. They have a rooftop bar and it would, I will say it's for um, maybe a little bit of the older crowd, not so much the college age people. Um, I definitely didn't feel like a skis ball going in there. It was, it was nice. It was a really great bar. It's huge in there too. So um, next time we make the trip to Iowa city, I finally feel like I'm like, okay, I got an Iowa city bar I can go hang out with. And I, I don't feel like I'm rubbing shoulders with 19 year olds. So it's it's definitely worth it. It's a cool I was, place. I was just going to ask you, Adam. Do you normally feel like a sleaze ball in other bars when you walk in them, or was just this one made you feel a little different? <sighs> um, it depends. It depends. I mean, walk into it, Brothers on the Ped Mall in Iowa City. Yeah. Let me know how you feel, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the what only other people, about, Matt. You still look like you're in college. So. I, I feel fine walking into Brothers. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. All the people that (laughs) (laughs) he could, if he shaves, if he shaves, he could enroll in back in Palmeray Palmer High School, and they wouldn't bat an eye. They'd be like, "Home of the Fighting Palms." (laughs) Matt's son. They're going to reboot Twenty One Jump Street with Matt in one of the roles. So, I'm in, boys. Let's go. Um, Wanted to get your guys' thoughts real quick too, moving, uh, moving along to, um, that SMU TCU game. Um, that's a pretty heated rivalry down in Texas. Uh, they play for the Iron Skillet. A lot of people, I guess that uh, the general college football fan might not know as much about that rivalry, um, since SMU plays in the American and it's not a power five, but it's a pretty heated rivalry. It's essentially kind of the battle of the Dallas Fort Worth area. If you go down there, um, they, they hate each other. And uh, at the end of the game, SMU went out onto the field and planted their flag at the TCU uh, 50-yard line, and a fight broke out. And um, Jerry Kill uh, is an assistant at TCU now, and he got hit in the head with a helmet, got a concussion, and the flag got ripped up, and it was a whole melee. Uh, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about that whole – um, trend with um, rivalry games planting your flag at midfield is that a good idea? Is that something that should continue? And, and what you what you thought of that, Jerry? Why don't you tell us first what you think? I don't know. I guess you know you see it, and it really depends on the situation. When it's that heated of a rivalry, you just I mean I don't. At some point, common sense has to take over. I mean, I know they just want a big game. I know emotions are flowing, um, but I mean that's just really basically sticking the other team, you know, sticking it in the other team's face. And I mean, I don't know. So it doesn't surprise me it happened. Um, and again, I'm not that familiar with it, but I mean, it's just, sometimes you just got to be smarter than that. But um, what do you think? I, these are 18 to 22 year olds well, too. So, yeah. You know, I think, I think the rivalry, I think there's, you know, there was you know, a lot of emotions there, just like our Iowa, Iowa state games. 
I mean, SMU reading on it a little bit earlier today, you know, SMU put up 595 total yards on TCU. Yeah. That's, that's embarrassing for those TCU kids. So, you know, I mean, yeah, they're going to defend their turf and, um, you know, it's probably fun to watch, but you know, as Jerry put, I think cooler heads have to prevail before it, you know, starts to become ugly and, you know, people like Jerry Kill, who I think all of us probably have quite a bit of respect for, um, yeah. gets injured and suffers a concussion at his age. Yeah. Well, he was he was prone to seizures in Minnesota too. So I mean, yeah. it was you know he's had he's had underlying health concerns. Yeah, well, they're so. they're stressed induced seizures, and so I think in an assistant role, I think he's had a lot better time. Well, uh, not having but, him. But under his, you know, if he's taking shots and getting concussions, I mean, it still doesn't help with those underlying health conditions. Oh yeah, Ab- up, so. absolutely. He shouldn't have probably been out on the field. Um, I, I I had an opportunity to meet. I met Jerry Kill at I believe it was the Orlando Airport back when he was the Minnesota head coach. It couldn't have been a nicer guy. Just unbelievably nice. I went and took a picture with him, and he, um, him and his wife followed uh, me and me and uh, my now ex wife to the uh, to the food court area. And they sat with us and talked to us for about a half hour, asking us about our vacation and just such a genuine guy. And so I hated to hear that about him. I'm, I'm blown away. I'm like, the guy doesn't know me at all. You know, he doesn't care. He just is a great person. Um, Matt, what do you think about that whole thing that went down? I think the fight is definitely uncalled for. I think, uh, you know, with the emotions running wild, and you won a big game, and you're SMU, you you, you beat the, you're the underdog, you beat TCU. I I kind of like the flag planting, I guess. I remember yeah. when Oklahoma did it a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's college football. It's what rivalries are about, but it doesn't need to it doesn't need to break into the fights on the field. I mean, that's too far. So if it's gonna amount to that, don't do it. Yeah, but. You know, yeah. I mean, once you're 18, you're an adult. Be an adult. Maybe it's run around the field with the flag. Like, it's not going to actually stick in the ground. So you might as well, you can run around, wave the flag a little bit. The best was when Oregon beat Ohio State and put the rubber ducky at the 50-yard line in the middle. <laughs> oh, did you guys see that? Yeah, that's awesome. That, that, that is so cool. Like, you can't even get mad about that. Like, that's just... <laughs> Yeah. that's tasteful that's hilarious like i love that and they took a picture of it and posted it on social media so um i thought I, that was pretty awesome i kind of had a little dose of reality when we went to the rose bowl in 15 when stanford played at halftime and made fun of iowa with all that stuff i was really upset about it and then i realized after the fact that stanford um, does that I guess that's their band M.O. I didn't know yeah. that going in. I wish I would have because I would have taken it a lot different. But now that that's happened to me, I I, I really like that rivalry stuff. If it's going to, I mean, if it's going to get to somebody, it's going to get to somebody. It just yeah. do what you it, feel. As long as, somebody, like, as long as somebody doesn't get hurt. I guess right. at the end of the day, you know, exactly. something like that, I, I think's fine, but um, we'll, we'll move on. You know, that's, it's always going to be a controversial thing. And whenever you get in those heated, you know, heated rivalry games, there's always going to be a lot of emotions running. And that's the one thing about the, the Iowa football program is I feel like we generally keep a pretty level head and we, we go about our business, we handle it and we take our rivalry trophy and go off the field at that point. So um, I know we would take a lot of exception to like if Nebraska or Iowa state or Wisconsin planted their flag at midfield, we'd probably freak out. And, well, and Adam, if yeah. they beat us, they can plant that flag. Bring it. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess they can. You know, I uh, I wouldn't want some of those Iowa linemen getting a hold of me. But, uh, that's uh, right. At your uh, at your own risk. Enter at your own risk. Um, want to circle back to you right before we get our picks for this upcoming week, boys. Um, I want to get all of your guys' thoughts on Iowa's game against Colorado State last week. Oh, here we go again. The Matt there crack of the beer. That probably blew someone's speaker in their car right now. It's like the Mortal Kombat. Finish them. It's like there's probably foam coming out of people's speakers now from the beer cracking. <laughs> um, wanted to get at your guys' opinions on what you felt about that Colorado State game. Um, I, don't, I don't think it really went how any of us thought it would. The more and more you know, we got into it, the more you know, I realized that their record was not real indicative of how good of a team that is. Uh, a Steve Adazio team is usually pretty tough, and they really, we again, struggled on the offensive line, opening up holes, weren't able to really get any running game going. Um, Russ, what were your thoughts watching that game, and uh, what did you see? I was probably frustrated most with our inability to get a running uh, game going. You know, just you know, looking back at the statistics, Tyler Goodson only averaged three point two yards a carry. Um, our offensive line really had a difficult time opening holes. Um, you know, and maintaining that throughout the the you know at least the first half. I know the second half we had a little bit more success. You know, obviously there was a little paint peeling in that uh, locker room during halftime. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we saw much better, especially from the uh, the defense when they came out. You know, I was with Jerry. I told him, you know, if, if our defense is what we think our defense is, uh, we shouldn't – they won't score another point and we'll really struggle with yards. And, you know, then you had Jack Campbell go off for seven solo tackles with an 11 – 11 uh, other assists and tackles. So, you know, 18 total tackles in a game. Uh, that's fantastic. It's a big number. Yeah. No, it absolutely is. Jerry, when watching that game, you know, what were your thoughts? Did things really pan out like you thought they were going to? And, you know, our quarterback, Spencer Patris, is coming under a lot of heat right now. And that's everyone's go-to right away. when Whenever there's a struggle on offense at all, it's always the quarterback. And that might not necessarily always be the, the problem. You know, other than a couple of years I can think of in my history of being an Iowa football fan, the backup quarterback's always the favorite player on the team because it just it always comes back on the quarterback. I, you know, what we talked about last week, and I'm not going to get into it, but I'm still not. I haven't, you know, I'm not jumping ship on Peters yet. Like we said, the offensive line still got some things to put together, um, you know. But I mean, as the season goes on and they, you know, things gel um, more. I mean, that's just Iowa. Iowa starts, you know, by the you know mid season, late season, they start you know, moving downhill under the Kirk Ferentz era. So I don't know. I still like where we're at and I still like where the development is, but yeah, we got, you know, they still got some things to clean up definitely, especially along that line and trying to give more time for in the pocket as well. And uh, Petrus does have to learn to start throwing that ball away. You know, he's, he's eating it way too much. And I mean, I would say that about him. So I, I can't understand why he hasn't gotten better at that at this point. Like a lot of things he's getting undeserved criticism, getting rid of the ball when the pocket collapses is something he has not improved at all. At. And we are right now uh, total yards per game, last place in the big 10. So um, if we're number five in the country and undefeated and we're continually to hang at the bottom of the conference in yards per game, that's going to catch up to us when we play some quality opponents like Penn state um, you know, Wisconsin struggled, but still their defense is stout. You know, they're going to, they're, they're still gonna Wisconsin. 
yeah, they're still going to give us problems. Matt, yeah. um, you know, what, what were you seeing when you watched the game uh, last week against Colorado State? And um, do you think we're able to get that fixed? So I don't – I guess I can't blame it on Petrus. There's a few times where he stared a – he stared a guy right in the face coming right up the middle and taking the sacks. I mean, you, you can't, as a starting quarterback in a D1 school, take those. But those were few and far between. He actually had his best quarterback rating probably of his whole entire career last game. I think it was like 168 um, out of 200, I think is how those go. But uh, I I struggle with saying that it's his fault. He didn't have a lot of time in the pocket. The offensive line kind of struggled to gel, uh, which equivalated to the run game as well. You can't have a good run game if your offensive line isn't creating space for you. When it did create space and Goodson hit those holes, man, I mean, they were good for 15, 20 yards a lot of times. Uh, And then uh, Petrus to Keegan Johnson, holy cow, that's going to be a – that's going to be magical. Oh, my gosh. More of that. Oh, Keegan same old Porto, so Luke Lachey. I mean, they'll get better. Offensive line will get better. It always does. So people just need to relax. Um, yeah, I hope those guys. I hope those guys grow up in a hurry. But you're right. Keegan looked real Ugh. smooth out there as a freshman. <laughs> Woo! He flew down the field. Russ, what did you think about that play? That was pretty beautiful. Well, that was, I mean, it's great. I mean, the few times that he connected. I mean, Petrus in the uh, in the game there with stretching the field. Those passes were spot on perfect. I mean, they were placed exactly where they'd have to be. No defender was going to get to those. So it's great. I think it's you. There were two passes to Keegan Johnson that were just money right on the dot. And I think that shows that if you give, if you give Petrus time, if he has time to throw the ball, I, I, I think he, you know, I still have the opinion that he's a definitely a good quarterback, but he needs to get rid of the ball when the pocket collapses. So, um, Moving forward, yeah, all you know, and you think now you've been in the you've been in the game long enough, you know, you're gonna that's got to start to develop that that clock's got to be ticking internally when that pocket collapses. You got to be ready to if you got to throw the ball away. Um, So this Friday night, we got a big one coming up right around the corner. We got the Maryland Terrapins. We're going to be going out to College Park. It's a long trip. Matt and I've made it before, Uh, guys. I was favored by four <laughs> in this one. So um, I'm not sure. I'm I'm worried. Again, I'm a worrier. You guys all know that about me. I tend to look for like all I, – I naturally gravitate to everything negative that could happen. And then that's what gets me all worried. And then I need guys like you to talk me off the ledge and calm <laughs> me down. So typically that's what you guys do. But uh, Mike Loxley going into season three at, at Maryland, and we're looking at a seven o'clock kickoff here on FS1. Maryland's still undefeated, and Tula Tunga Violola. You know my speech impediment kicking in there again. <laughs> say it, say it for me real quick, Jerry Tunga Violola. Uh, Russ, go ahead. Tell Adam, uh, baby Tua. <laughs> I, I like that better. I like that better. He is right now. He's you know the number one quarterback in the Big Ten. Seventy six percent completed passes, averaging over three hundred yards a game. And the guy likes to throw on the move too. So uh, mobile quarterbacks have tended to cause Iowa fits in the past. Now 
we were all wrong on the Iowa pick last week with the spread. Uh, it's going to be our first one. We got Russ in the mix. I'm going to let Russ go first. Got the new guy in the nest. Swarm the 402 podcast. Russ, tell us what you're thinking this Friday, Iowa Hawkeyes at the Maryland Fighting Turtles. I'll tell you, to make you feel just a little bit better, Iowa's 17-1 and one since 2005 when favorites on the road. Ooh, so, like you that. know, so that is a very good statistic. That's Maryland is the most penalized team in the Big Ten so far this year. They're averaging seven penalties a game, even more than Nebraska, which is hard to believe. Wow. Um, and, and, and quite honestly, we should. I mean, they they play more Big 12 football in Maryland. They think, you know, they're we're going to play big boy football and we should physically dominate them. Um, so I'm certainly going to pick Iowa to cover. Uh, the line has bounced around a little bit. It was as high as four and a half earlier this week. Um, okay. It's all the way down to three tonight. Really? Uh, if you go back okay. and look at sportsbooks, it's fallen back to three. So there's certainly money coming in on Maryland for some reason. And I, I think it's baby Tua and the influence and, you know, I mean, he's played excellent so far this year. So, yeah, um, no, but I'll take a, I'll take Iowa. All right. I like that pick. Those are some beautiful stats and my blood pressure is lowering as we speak. So I appreciate that, Russ. Matt, what are your thoughts? You've been to the place of College Park, Maryland, not one of our fonder trips, but maybe it had something to do with us losing when we went. What are your thoughts on the game coming up this Friday night? I don't think that Maryland... Okay, so they beat Illinois, they beat Kent State, they beat West Virginia. West Virginia is in the Big 12, so what's their defense like? Have they really faced an Iowa defense? I got Iowa. You got Iowa in this one? They're, they I were only two for 10 in third like town. Us. Say that again, Russ. They were, only, they were only two for 10 in third town conversions against Illinois. Right. Whoa. Yeah. Exactly. So okay. put that West, up against the big boys from Iowa. Probably give Illinois a run this year. Yeah, at Illinois like their first game against Nebraska. I was like, oh man, Brett Bielema's got his got his squad playing good already, and then they dipped hard. And they're one of the worst Division One teams in the country right now. So um, again, another another nice rust stat. That was beautiful. <laughs> um, I that was good stuff. Jerry, what are your thoughts on this Friday's game on Fox right. Sports One? You know, historically, Iowa's had difficulties with quarterbacks like Baby Tua. Um, yeah. You know, Mobile can uh, create their space, uh, get time to find the open receiver. But, you know, the fact of it is, is Maryland's putting up a lot of yards this year, but I don't think they're really seeing the point output you would see when you're putting up 500 yards a game. And so and Iowa's been a don't-break defense. I like our chances against their offense. So I'm probably – I'm actually – I think it's going to be Iowa, but I think it's going to be closer. And, I mean, I think our streak of the 25 points or less from our defense is probably could be at risk this week with Maryland at home. But I'm, uh, I, I think Iowa wins it, but I'm taking the, the points with Maryland. So, Okay. All right. Um, so, all right. You're actually picking Maryland uh, so on, the, on the spread there. One, one more thing. If you say that they have that many yards, I think our secondary is going to pick Tula off even more. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, and, you know, mm-hmm. scrambling quarterbacks like that, when he starts running around the field, he's going to overthrow some passes, and we tend to be in the correct gaps at the right time to pick those off. So I think that's going to definitely be in our favor. And then to reference back to what Jerry said, you know, that bend don't break defense. They'll put up some yards against us, but 
you know, it's when it gets down into the, the 25 to 30, are we going to hold them to a field goal or nothing at all? I believe so. So um, I'm, you know, I'm with you guys with uh, Russ and Matt. I'm going to take uh, the Hawks to uh, beat that, beat the three point spread. We originally said four, but like Russ said, it's down to three now. So um, I'm going to take Iowa as well. Russ, did you have something else you wanted to add? I thought you were starting to say something. No, no, I'm good. Thanks. Okay. All right. So um, do you guys have anything else you want to uh, cover on that one before we move yeah. on? Yeah. Yeah, basically how the two of you just fell in line with what Russ said. And, you know, I was the only one brave enough to actually have my own opinion on that. So good job, boys. Well, I had my pick before we even started. So, <laughs> yeah, been, Jerry's yeah, all right. Jerry's you were just going to do what Russ says. I see what I'm the pretty sure is. that my uh-huh. points were different right. than Russ's. I see um, how this is going. Everybody's against me now. So, I, geez, I don't want to see that. Conspiracy theory. Don't don't let me cause the family spat here. Yeah, <laughs> Russ, Russ, Jerry's getting oh, jealous. He's trying to put I a wedge am. in between us all. <laughs> I guess they were, so. They were mean to me in setup tonight. So just because I beat them last week, so <laughs> you you only tease people you love. That's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. It's only begun, right. Jerry. I'll I'll only cry for a little bit after this is done. So. <laughs> All right, boys. We got a barn burner in the next one. We have uh, Charlotte at Illinois. Last time I checked, the spread was Illinois by eleven. Um, Russ, you can correct me if it's changed since then. Um, who do you guys got in this barn burner? We'll go with Russ first. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've got to stick with the Big Ten team. I mean, Charlotte beat Duke but beat him by like three points and Duke is terrible. Clarkson Lee high school could, could give Duke a run and they only have eight players on the, on the field at a time. Um, so yeah, I'll go with Illinois. Okay. All right, Matt, what are you thinking? I'm sticking with Illinois. I have no idea what Charlotte's done, but I was taking Illinois. Um, two touchdowns. It's Charlotte. Illinois has done some good things. Brett Bielema's got them at least in the right direction. Illinois wins by more than 11. All right, Jerry, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, my thoughts, again, is I know what Russ is saying. I realize their level of competition hasn't been that great, but I just still haven't been that impressed with Illinois. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking Charlotte in the points, even if Illinois wins. I think they're going to keep it under that 11, so – Okay. No, I completely agree with uh, Jerry on this one. I, uh, I'm doing the research that I did. Uh, Charlotte's a, an okay football team. I w- I'm not going to say a good football team yet. They're sitting at three and one right now. I think they've shown a little bit more than Illinois has. Um, Illinois might win this game, might win this game, but I think Charlotte's going to cover and, um, I would put my money on Charlotte right now. They're the, I believe, uh, Russell know this. They're the 49ers. Is that correct? They are the 49ers, yep. Okay. All right. That's what I thought. I didn't want, I don't want to ask these other two guys. I asked them if they knew the North Dakota, uh, new mascot, the fighting Hawks. And it was like crickets in the background. They had no clue. I'm like, all right, it's the fighting Hawks. Like we'll move on. Um, a really good one. I'm excited to really watch this game. Um, 
I think it's going to show a lot about both teams. We got uh, Michigan Wolverines with Jim Harbaugh going to Wisconsin. And last time we checked, the spread was Wisconsin by a point and a half. So that's pretty much a pick at that point. Like nobody really knows what's going to happen. Matt, who do you think is going to win between the Badgers and the Wolverines this weekend? All right. I don't think Michigan has had the competition that Wisconsin's had. It's at Wisconsin. You got everybody there, all the fans there. Wisconsin struggled last week against Notre Dame. I think they're going to turn it around. I think Wisconsin's got it, and Michigan hasn't had the competition that Wisconsin's faced yet. All right. I think that's that's a solid pick. All right, wise guy. Mr. Jerry, what do you think on this Michigan-Wisconsin game? I think Wisconsin is, uh, you know, unless Michigan is absolutely not what we thought they were. I mean, Wisconsin's really been too inconsistent against the level of play. Penn State, they've made their own mistakes, and they didn't look good against Notre Dame last week. So I like Michigan in this game. All right, Russell Muscle, which one are you taking here? Michigan at Wisconsin, point spread one and a half. Good, good call there, Randall. Jerry. Good call, Jerry. I think, I think Michigan rolls in this. They're averaging okay. 290 yards rushing. They've got a fantastic defense. You know, that Blake Corum, their their starting tailback, is averaging 6.9 yards a carry for the entire season so far. Mm. So I, I think he probably runs all over Wisconsin. Wisconsin looked bad last week against uh, Notre Dame. And, and honestly, I just I haven't seen anything great out of them all season. So I'll go with Michigan. Yeah. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna agree with you guys on Michigan. I'm gonna be taking Michigan in this one. Um, Wisconsin's defense, I think, is stout. Uh, I think they got it together, but their offense turns the ball over a lot. Um, their quarterback cannot keep the ball in in their own hands. Um, a little wild with it still being a young starter, but um, Wisconsin's been turning the ball over like crazy and making their defense pull their hair out. So um, I'm gonna take Michigan in this one as well. Um, but again, I could see it going either way. But I'm going to go with the fighting Jim Harbaugh's right now on this one. I think they're going to going to pull it out. All right, we got a big one coming up here, boys. The Minnesota Golden Gophers are going to Purdue. Now we got a spread uh, two and a half in favor of Purdue winning that ball game. Minnesota just lost to Bowling Green. It wasn't pretty. Um, I think a lot of us have. Uh, expected a lot more out of P.J. Fleck. So, uh, Russ, what are your thoughts on this game? Minnesota at Purdue. How do you see this one coming out? Yeah, I'm looking at my notes from earlier and exactly what you just said. Uh, I I put my notes, Minnesota lost to Bowling Green, need I say more? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, I've got to go. I've got to go with Purdue. I mean, Purdue, that Jake Plummer, 69.5% completion. Uh, so far this year, 840 total yards and seven touchdowns in four games. Um, they've had a little bit of competition. They they played pretty well against Notre Dame. Again, I don't know that we exactly know what Notre Dame is. They had to go out to the West Coast to play Oregon State. Uh, did well out there. So um, we'll uh, we'll go with Purdue. Okay. Uh, Matt, who are you taking in this one? I'm taking Purdue as well. I don't think Minnesota's got what it takes to beat – well, anyone <laughs> at <Yeah>. this point, <laughs> uh, who knows what I guess Minnesota has in the bag, but Purdue has definitely been the more outstanding team and the more Jeff Brown's a good coach. 
he's going to have him ready to play. I think um, he's got this easily by more than three points. He he is a good coach, but um, he just never puts it together for a full season with those guys. He'll he'll come in and upset some teams he's not supposed to upset, and then he goes through and you know loses to a lot of teams. But they'll spread you out and cause a lot of problems for you. I wonder if PJ Flex picking up the phone to give old USC a call to see if he can jump ship out of Minnesota because that boat's sinking right now. Jerry, what are your thoughts on this upcoming game? Basically what you guys have already covered as far as the state of Minnesota. I mean, I think they've uh, had some attrition as well as the seasons went on, losing some players. And I just, yeah, I just like Purdue and Jeff Brown, especially at home. And uh, I think, I don't know how you go against Purdue in this game. So, All right. Um, I'm going to echo what all of you said. I'm going to be taking Purdue in this one. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be an ugly game. But um, I think Purdue is going to get it done and cover the spread. A very interesting game. We got Ohio State going out to Piscataway, New Jersey to play Rutgers. The spread is Ohio State favored by 15 and a half. Um, We got Shiano, the head coach back at Rutgers, who was an assistant at Ohio State, knows a lot about how that system works and their schematics, what they do. I'm sure they'll probably change some things around. But Shiano's proven to be a wonderful college football coach. Um, we're going to go right back to you, Jerry. Jerry, what are your thoughts on on this game? Again, spread is 15-and-a-half in favor of Ohio State at Rutgers. Yeah, you know what? I, this is not your father's Ohio State this year, at least for the last few years. But, um, you know, and I don't know, Rutgers defense, I don't – I'm not saying – you know, they're still in the process of turning it around, but I'm not totally against them. And I think with this being at Rutgers and Piscataway, say what you will about the facilities, but I, I don't – I think that Rutgers keeps it underneath that 15-point spread. So I'll, I'll take okay. Rutgers in the points. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. I like it. <laughs> I like the Rutgers pick. If any, I've been to the – I've been to Rutgers. I've been to that stadium. It's cool. Um, it, very underrated. Awesome fans. Talk about a fan base that's lost a lot. They just don't even care. They're there to have a good time. Those guys can tailgate. I saw the athletic director come out and he did a um, a beer bong out in the parking lot. Then he got, in, he got and then he, and then he got in trouble for it afterwards. Like that AD's committed. Like should have not got in trouble for that. That should have gotten no. a raise. That's a man of the people right there. He's beer bonging with the students. Like you're with the that, fans. It's freaking awesome. Oh, but, recruiting. Yes, I did almost get kicked out of the parking lot because we bought a parking pass uh, for tailgating, and we had an Uber drop us off out in front of the stadium. So we set up all of our drinks and everything in a parking spot, and they have them each, you know, each individual one. And we had bought one, and the parking attendant kicked us out of our spot because we didn't have a car. I'm like, we bought the spot. I got the tag right here. He even went and got the police. It was a whole thing. It was a whole scene. So – Russ, Did it work? You stayed, right? You got the drink. You stayed. The police officer said, "If he's got a pass, he can't. You can't tell him to leave." And then, exactly. so then we were like, "Let's go." We were ready to have a good time with that one, yeah. and, and then we won. So, Russ, what are your thoughts for this week? Ohio State versus Rutgers. Who do you got? Yeah, I'm, gonna, gonna I'm following Jerry's lead. I don't okay. think I, I I feel pretty good about Rutgers. I mean, they're playing some pretty solid ball. You know, their offense moves the ball pretty efficiently. You know, both equally in the air and on the ground. A lot of short passes, um, and they've played some pretty stout defense so far this year. So, 
Nice. I haven't seen much great out of Ohio State, so I'll go with Rutgers. All right. Matty Ice, what are your thoughts on the Ohio State-Rutgers game? Ohio State favored by 15 and a half at Piscataway. I hear you guys with Rutgers. I do know that they've been playing well, but I also said last week that I didn't think Ohio State could cover a 49 and a half point spread against Akron, and they easily did. So I'm taking Ohio State. You can't go against the Zips. (laughs) I I didn't go against the Zips. Okay. I said they could cover the spread and wouldn't lose by more than 49 and a half. Turns out I was wrong. You were yeah. wrong. I'm taking Ohio State on this one. I think they're going to beat them by more than 15 and a half. I wouldn't beat yourself up about that 49 point spread. That's a that's kind of a tough one. I had to think that one through too, but um I Still I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Matt on this one. I don't think it's going to be a blow, but I think Ohio State covers the spread just barely and um and beats Rutgers. Mm-hmm. I think Rutgers makes it um makes it interesting for at least the first three and three and a half quarters. And I think Ohio state's going to pull away at the end. Um, I just Rutgers isn't quite there yet. They're on the rise. And I, I know I speak for a lot of us. I'm so sick of Ohio state. I'd like to see somebody else step up and take that mantle. And um, I think now is the time where teams like Penn state and Iowa, you know, some of those other programs need to step up and knock them off the perch. And, you know, Michigan's on the rise. So hoping, you know, we can get them knocked off and put them back into their place because they've been too dominant for too long. So, all right, boys, we got, again, back in the Big Ten schedule, Western Kentucky. They are going out to Michigan State, another lovely tailgating spot. Uh, Michigan State's favored by 11 points. They are playing well right now, playing some pretty good football. They struggled with Nebraska but you know, last week, but Nebraska does what Nebraska does and finds a way to beat themselves. Uh, Jerry, who do you got in this one? Western Kentucky, Michigan State. Uh, you know, looking at the notes here, too, what I took earlier. But, I mean, you know, Western Kentucky, I know Indiana's not the Indiana we expected him to be this year. And uh, then with Army as well. But Western Kentucky's put up a fight with some D1 schools here. And the only reason I bring that up is just because Michigan State's got the 11. And if it wasn't for a little tomfoolery on a punt return, you know, Michigan State, we might be talking about Nebraska pulling off the upset. So, um, I don't know. I, I like Western Kentucky and the points on this one, to be honest, even if it is in East Lansing. All right, Maddie, who do you got on this one? Um, I am going to take Michigan State on this one. I don't know a whole lot about Western Kentucky. I know they've put up some fights with some of the teams they've played this year, so they are a decent team. But after struggling with Nebraska, I think Michigan State turns it around, gets their crap together, and uh, wins by more than 11 you know, I wasn't so sure about the Mel Tucker hire back when it happened, and I guess only time can tell. You know, this is just his second year, but he definitely, like we talked about last week, dominated the transfer portal, got some really good players in there so they could win very quickly. They're buying in to the Mel Tucker system, and they seem to be playing really, really well, really quick. Russ, what are you thinking on this Western Kentucky-Michigan State game? Tell you what, Michigan, Michigan State's been fun to watch this year, right? I did do yeah. a lot of research on this game, but well, they're scrappy. Um, you know, yeah. just you know, a lot of energy. Um, they look pretty sound on the line of scrimmage. I think we'll, I'll take uh, Michigan State to cover that that spread of eleven points. I, you know, I'm with you guys that you know Western Kentucky in the past has had you know some pretty respectable teams, but I think yeah. Michigan State is you know 
with the chance of going five and zero, they're going to come out with their uh, heads on fire and then take it and run. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I'm going to take Michigan State in this one. I just, um, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sold on them yet, but um, I definitely feel like they're going to cover that spread, win this game, and I think they're definitely moving in the right direction. Mel Tucker might be building. Michigan State right back up to where they were before, and they might be another another power in the East. So I think a lot of us are really surprised because after watching Michigan State last year, they were terrible, and they are not the same team this year. Very, very different. Uh, very tough Big Ten team. So I'm um, taking Michigan State in that one. Next, we have Michael Penix Jr. and the Indiana Hoosiers going out to Penn State. Happy Valley. <laughs> And Penn State is favored by 10.5 points. Penn State, number four in the country, jumped us in the rankings last week. It was very interesting. Russ, who are you taking? Indiana at Penn State. The line's actually moved up to 13 tonight, and I, I okay. still think that's low. Um, just, you know, I mean, Penn State's playing really good football. <clears throat> Sean Clifford. Uh, he's like in the top three um, statistics and all the quarterback statistics in the nation right now. Uh, you know, maybe Tua is leading the way in many of those statistics, but he's, you know, right behind him. Um, I, I see this being a blowout. Indiana, um, I think they're just decimated by injuries right now. So uh, Penix obviously isn't what he was last year. Um, it must still be about that ACLs bothering him. So, you know, I think I would, Penn State probably wins by 20, in my opinion. Okay. All right. Matt, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Penix is a turnover case. Penn State's playing really good football. Penn mm-hmm. State, like Russ just said, I, I think 13 is a low number. I think Indiana doesn't have it put together. Um, yeah, Penn State. All right, wise guy, what do you think on this one? Like we said, well, a 13 point spread, Russ says, now moved up to tonight. Well, you know, and I remember talking, Russ was over at the Indiana game, and I remember him talking after the game and him saying that, you know, Penix just didn't look like himself even to start versus what he looked like last year. And, you know, I just, Indiana's just not panning out the what everybody thought they would, whether it's a sophomore slump, whatever it may be. But I, th- I don't know how you go against Penn State right now, especially at home. So, I, I mean, I'd take Penn State with that spread and go with it as well. All right. We are all taking Penn State. I think, uh, like Russ said, I think it's going to be not like last year when these two played. I, last year when Penn State and Indiana played, that was like the Michael Penix coming out party. He had that play at the very end of the game when he dove to the end zone and, and scored that touchdown to win at the last second. And Indiana was really off to the races at that point, and the Indiana hype train was created. So um, I, I think, you know, like you guys said, that, that train has been derailed. And um, I definitely have Penn State winning in a pretty large fashion in this one. The last one, we got our favorite team of all time, the Nebraska <laughs> Cornhuskers, led by Scott Frost Advisory Canceled, going on going against the Northwestern Wildcats. It's going to be in Lincoln at Memorial Stadium. Um, they might call it Memorial Stadium because that's where college football has apparently gone to die. Um, who... <laughs> 
Matt, who do you got in this one? Northwestern or Nebraska's favored by 10 and a half. This is, again, one of those years. It's like Northwestern's really good for a year, then they're terrible, then they're really good, and then they're terrible. This is looking to potentially be one of those terrible years, maybe. But will Nebraska find a way to step on their own feet and lose this one again, Matt? What do you think? Pains me to say it. It really does, but... I haven't seen anything good out of Northwestern. They have struggled on everything. And I know Nebraska struggles on the offense, but their defense has come a long ways. I, I, I don't, I can't help me. God, I take Nebraska over that spread. Yeah, it's 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 tough. You know, you feel like you need to wash your wash your mouth out with soap after after picking Nebraska. I may go right now. You better take a big swig of that adult beverage you have there, and alcohol alcohol kills maybe, germs. So maybe he's already taken too many of them, making that pick. So. Yeah, maybe it's. It might, it's hot, I don't know. It might be a hot take, Jerry. What are your thoughts on this game? Are the the Cornhuskers going to get it done in Lincoln? You know what? I, I said it last week, and I'll say it again this week. You know, show me something, Frost. I mean, that's what – I'm sorry, you said the point spread was what again on this game? In, in favor of Nebraska by 10 and a half. Yeah, and I mean, I just – I take the fighting fitzies with the points. I mean, I just until, – until Nebraska shows me something, they've showed too many ways that they can snatch defeat from the jaws of victory of late. And yeah, I'm just, I, I still stand by last week. Show me something, Frost, and, and then we'll see. You know – Good, great teams always find a way to win. And like I said a few weeks ago, Nebraska's as good at finding ways to lose today as they were at finding ways to win in the nineties. Uh, Russ, what are your thoughts on, on this game? Do you feel like Pat Fitzgerald's going to be able to go into Lincoln and get the job done? You know, Pat seems to have had, has their number. Um, you know, they've had a real difficult time playing Northwestern. Uh, you know, that said, uh, they gave that scrappy Penn, or, uh, Michigan State team really all they wanted last week. And, you know, I know they ended up losing the game at the end and held them to, I believe, 13 total yards from scrimmage in the entire second half. As Matt said, the defense has played pretty well. I think Martinez yep. has looked better at times. I mean, it's the special teams and then all the stupid penalties. I think they're averaging six penalties a game right now and, like, 70 yards or something like that but i'll uh, i'll take the huskers to cover the 10 and a half as well i'll, uh, right. I'll wash my mouth out with you man. <laughs> all right i um i'm gonna be on the on the jerry train on this one i'm picking pat fitzgerald and the northwestern wildcats um i think this is a kind of a tough one uh but i don't know pat fitzgerald doesn't have a great team this year but they're solid they typically don't turn the ball over and make mistakes so um, I, I'm going to take Northwestern in a, in a in a tight one. I think the the Wildcats are going to pull it out. So boys, let's Amen. get. It. What are you guys doing this this Friday night for the for the Iowa Maryland game? Seven o'clock on Fox Sports One. We could go to five and zero, oh, potentially break past the top five if things shake up the right way. I mean, we, we potentially we're knocking on the door to. You know, a number three, number four Iowa football team here getting close to midseason. That's exciting stuff. Uh, Matt, you're going to take a break from the combine from farming and feeding America. If you ate today, thank a farmer. So thank you, Matt, for all thank the you, hard Matt. work you've out there, man. Um, I, will, uh, I will shut the combine down for this game. <laughs> okay. All right. You're going to take, take Actually, a break. Actually, it's supposed to rain, so I lucked out. 
That's good. That's good. All right, Russ, what do you got going on for the game this Friday night? I don't know. I was going to call all three of you and find out what you had going on for the game Friday night. I'm publicly make plans here on the podcast. Could, I'm up. All right. I'm up. I'm up for anything. I'm I'm a free man. Yeah. I can do about anything. I. I, I'm ready to go. I've, I've been watching some games by myself lately, so I think I'm ready to be around some people again. You were just in the box. Other Jerry, than that. Oh, okay. Jerry, are you allowed to come out and play? Well, I am uh, i don't know. I was thinking about getting out some Earl Grey tea in my smoking jacket and maybe the pipe and, you know, kind of sit by the fireplace and, you know. Yeah. In, yeah, that's a good book. And read it, read yeah, about read the a, game Monday afternoon. You know, read a good book while I listen on the old timey radio. You know, so you know that's I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anybody up for that. I mean, I, there's plenty of Earl Grey tea to go around. So there's a there's a Golden Girls marathon on. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm down nightcap with maybe a little a little Matlock, Andy Griffith. You know, uh, things could get wild. There you All go. Right, well, all right, well, the the crew of the Nebraska Hawks Nest is hopefully going to get together. Our uh, our guy Matt that's holding it down in Iowa will have to you know Facetime him in. Hopefully, the Hawks can get the job done, guys. When you get into uh, the description, tell us what you guys think. If uh, who you guys think are going to win these games, if you think the Hawks can pull it out, if you got some topics you think we should cover on the Swarm the Four Hundred Two podcast, make sure to let us know. We love to hear your guys' feedback. And before we let you guys go to make sure uh, check your calendar, October 15th in West Branch, Iowa, we're going to be doing a fan event. We're going to have all kinds of former Hawkeyes at the Down Under Bar and Grill in West Branch on the 15th. Uh, it's the day before the Purdue game from 1 to 4 o'clock. Um, we're going to have people like uh, AC Earl is going to be out there. Kenyon Murray is going to be there. Uh, the Paulson brothers are going to be there. Um, we got a pretty good list of people. Julian Vanderbilt is going to be there. Kyle Schlicker is going to be there. Um, got a couple other really big names that are on the hook that are giving us a probably, but we need a hundred percent yes from them before I'm going to start saying their names. So pretty excited about it. We're going to be doing, um, free, free will donations at the door, donating a hundred percent of those donations to the children's hospital. And then I know, um, some of the guys are going to be selling, like I know AC Earl selling his books. Uh, we'll be having Nebraska Hawks Nest gear on sale there. So hopefully uh, we'll get uh, Jerry to make a public appearance and you guys will all get to meet him. I don't know. We'll see. I'm kind of like, you <laughs> Maddie know. Uh, Ice will be there. Well, I was oh, going to yeah. say, you know, Maddie's going to be there. And Maddie Fever is sweeping the nation after that podcast, that first episode. So, yes. you know, you named yeah. off a lot of names, but let's not let's not forget the eye candy. So. Yeah, I um I, I had a Nebraska Hawks Nest shirt on tailgate, and I had two or three girls come up to me and be like, "Oh my gosh!" And then they tap me on the shoulder and they go, "You're not Matt," and they walked away. <laughs> I'm like, "All right, cool." Well, you're gonna even, be really disappointed when they figure out that I'm not very tall. Okay, it's okay, man. It's okay. That's all right. All right, guys. Had a lot of fun talking college football with you guys again. Um, guys that are listening, make sure to hit the like and subscribe button. Uh, let us know what you guys think, and we'll be coming out, coming back to you with another one of these again. But until we meet again, boys, we always end it with a Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. All right, beat the Terps.